hello, welcome to playing catch up. Uh, it's been a long time. We've played a few bits and pieces in between the last time we. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> That's crap. <laughs> do you know what? Should we just should we just talk about the games and yeah, I'll do yeah, the yeah. intro you later? Can do an intro later on. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> Paul, what's uh, what's one of the things you've played since the last time we spoke? One of the things I've been playing very recently, uh, as in the past three days recently, is uh, Super Bowman R Online. Oh, have, okay. Have you been playing this or not? I haven't. No. Do you, are you aware of what this is? Is it a battle royale <laughs> Super Bomberman? <laughs> it is. It's a battle royale okay. Super Bomberman. Really, in in reality, this game should be called uh, Super Bomberman sixty four. Right. Uh, but there's a game that's called Super Bomberman 64 that already <laughs> right, okay, exists yeah. uh, on the yeah. N64. So it's got a bit of a bit of a mouth meal sort of title. Um, this is the online spin-off of. I think there was. I think Super Bomberman R came out as a launch game for the Switch, um, and then it was ported to the consoles. And um, this obviously retains the same graphical style as that. Um, I think I think that game had a weird isometric view, uh, but then they put different sort of options into it. What in terms of camera angles and made it a bit more uh, easier to play in sort of the traditional style. This is this is a traditional Bomberman game. Um, if you played any Bomberman uh, multiplayer over the past thirty years, then you will know what this is. Um, with the twist being, uh, it's massively multiplayer online, um, and so. How this works is it's it's similar to your Tetris 99s and your Pac-Man 99s in that you have a main board that you can see, which is your your play field. Uh, five Bomberman, so the four corners, one in the middle. Uh, traditional SNES-style setup for uh, the starting play playing area. And around the outside... You've got the other boards, so very, very similar to Tetris. Do you know where you've got the little smaller views of them? And so the sixteen other boards, and with five players in each, makes sixty-four in total. And in those, you can actually see the games kind of being played. You can see little white dots, which are the different players, and then you'll see the explosions um, go off on the other other boards. But to be honest, much like in Tetris, you're not going to pay attention to that. There's too much going up on going on on your own screen. Um, and so it plays like a standard three-minute um, game of Bomberman where you try and kill each other, get the blocks, get the power-ups. Uh, and then after three minutes, uh, battle mode finishes and the kind of siren goes off, and you have movement mode. And this is where it kind of differs from, from your Tetris, where in reality, these 16 boards are all connected to each other. So there's a north, south, east and west, but obviously some are blocked off, but the 16 are joined up. And so it becomes a bit more like your traditional battle royale at that point, where some of the boards become danger zones. So for the next minute, you have to move out of those danger zones, otherwise you will die. And so by doing that, you're forcing the players into less and less boards, and therefore you're creating um, uh, more... Um, opportunity to take out more players and, and to whittle the numbers down until everybody's on one board uh, left at the end. Um, if you wipe out everybody in a board or you happen to be on a board where nobody else has joined you, you'll get a total domination and a bunch of power-ups will drop and um, you can pick those up and kind of get a, a treat, I suppose, for, for being the, the one person to, to dominate that board. Um, some areas are kind of like starboards as well. So if you congregate on those, it kind of promotes that. So it kind of flashes to go, this is a starboard. Uh, and therefore that has more power ups as well. So there's kind of risk reward. Do you kind of go to the areas that you think are going to be less populated? Or do you go to the one where it's more populated because there are more power ups to be had there? Um, that's the basics of it. It's, um, frantic it's um it's the, the games are are pretty quick um as you would expect um in terms of bomberman 
but there are interesting things that can happen. So um, because because there's no player limit on any board, you potentially could have a lot of players congregate on a board. So I did have a game the other night, um, and for some reason, all the players came on, and for a split second, I had to record it um, and, and watch it back and see, but for a split second, there were 11 players on the board, and in one second, I think three bombs went off and four of the players died. Um, so, you know, um, it's it's got the that franticness and that sort of, um, you know, you get the worry and you get the you get that thing where you see players who are very overpowered and you get kind of worried to be near them and things like that. Um, I really enjoy it. I think it's my favourite of these new... um, how shall we call them? Battle Royale puzzle games, if you want to call it that. Um, Just because I've always really enjoyed Bomberman and um, I think the mechanics of them more even more so than Tetris I think the that the game lends itself really well to this concept I think Tetris did interesting things to make it work but this because you are battling other players and you can see those other players and you like I say you create these danger zones it feels like the the best match yet to the formula would be my takeaway at this point. Three days. That's in. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a few questions then. Um, have you have you played most of those new style games? Then obviously you've played Tetris ninety nine. Um, I think we spoke about that briefly a while back. Yeah. W- w- which of the others have you played? I've, I think I've played all the Nintendo offerings. So I played the Pac Man one. Uh, and I played the Mario one, Mario 35 and Pac-Man 99. I would place Mario at the very bottom of that pile, if I'm being honest. Um, It it felt pretty poor execution. Um, The the Pac-Man one's okay, but again, it has problems in that I think they've had to add things to that don't exist in Pac-Man to a certain degree mm. to make it mm. work in a competitive environment. I'm assuming you've you've dabbled with these as well. Uh, well only, only Tetris 99. So oh, really? I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, so I didn't have Nintendo consoles growing up, other than the original Game Boy. Right. Um, so some of these games don't. So even the Mario stuff. Clearly, I know you know I know Mario, <laughs> and I've played the odd Mario game here and there now. But um, even the Mario one didn't have that appeal because the 2D Marios I just didn't play when I was a right. kid. Yeah. Um, Tetris, massively so, again, because I had the Game Boy. That was the first handheld game I, I really got addicted to. Um, so that held a big appeal for me. Bomberman, I've hardly ever played the game, the original really? game. So Yeah, so I didn't have a SNES until... God. I would have been in my mid-twenties when I picked up a SNES <laughs> at a car boot sale. Um, so I played, I made, probably played it once or twice max at a friend's house. Wow. Um, so yeah, so I don't have any real history with the game. So I guess that's my, my other question is, how is this going to be for someone who, who just does not ha- know how to play Bomberman? I mean, I think, I think like Tetris, Bomberman is something that is quite easy to pick up, you know, yeah. uh, it, it's probably that adage of, um, easy to pick up, but not hard to master, but you know, there's some depth there and, and you'll quickly see, um, how players who are good at it play compared to how players who are not so good at it play. Um, yeah. you don't really see that in Tetris, do you? I think that's the other interesting part of this is that, you know, in Tetris 99, you don't actually see how other people play, really, unless you can really focus on those little boards, which you can't. Pac-Man, sure. it's the same. You can't see. Uh, same with Mario. You know, you don't have a sense. Whereas in this, you you will see other players and you'll go, okay, I can see what they're doing there. I'm going to try and do something like that next time, right? So it does lend itself really well to that. I think you're right. You will probably not instantly take to it like I have because mm. you don't have that history. But... Um, I don't think it's too much of a barrier. I think most people could understand how Bomberman works. I'm, I mean, I'm guessing you've have you 
do you know? Have you seen footage of Bob? Do you have any concept of it? What's your takeaway? Yeah, I mean, I, suppose? I, I definitely remember playing it at a friend's house, but just getting annihilated because everybody else had <laughs> Super Nintendos and I and I had a Mega Drive. So, um, yeah. yeah uh, so, so yeah, I've played it, but literally probably two, three times in my lifetime. So yeah, I'm aware of what the game but is and, and, and you, the basics. If you saw it running, could you tell what was happening? I suppose that's what I'm asking. I, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I think it, like to what I'm saying. I think it's an easy enough concept to grasp fairly quickly about about what you should be doing. And yeah. um, I, you know, I, for me, it's. I think I like. I've always liked fast. It's not really a puzzle game, but it's fast paced. So you know, it's a bit of that. It's it has angles. Do you know in terms of pl- planning things out and timings and things and. It's got very simple mechanics for you to pit your wits against somebody else. I think that's always been the thing. Um, and yeah, absolutely for me, a big sort of history. I mean, I have very vivid memories of being, I don't know, I don't know what age, 14, 15, round at a friend's house where we got a multi tap and stayed up until like four in the morning just playing Bomberman. <laughs> like, pop into the petrol station to get some snacks because we wanted to keep going and you know we just yeah. didn't want to stop playing it was you know uh and e- even even on that we would kind of put the computer characters in and create these tournaments and stuff and it was just like yeah it was just it's one of those like i say it, it, for me it, it's always felt like a bit of a leveler as well in terms of gaming it's not a game where you know <sighs> Street Fighter, for example, was another one on the SNES that you know you would play. But if you had somebody who'd practiced lots and lots, I think you would get you, you know you wouldn't you wouldn't stand a chance. Uh, mm. Whereas Bomberman, you could pass that pad to somebody, and within you know a couple of hours, they're going to be they're going to be okay. At it. You know, it's not going to be that's what I mean. You can pick it up pretty quickly in terms of you know understanding it and and developing your own sort of play styles from it. Um, so yeah, I mean, there are there are a couple of pop problems with it at the moment. Um, one of which is, um, I would call a, I don't know, a lack of polish. Maybe um, I'm playing it on the Switch um, in handheld mode. It does look a little bit fuzzy at times. Not not as precise as you might hope for in terms of resolution, etc. Um, and the second one, which is probably more concerning, is the loading. The loading times are really, really hampering this at the moment. Um, there's kind of, there's kind of, the initial loading where it's finding other players, and you know in uh, Tetris ninety nine where when you're finding it kind of does that thing where it lights up the different bits of the board, doesn't it? So you've got a sense of like how many yes. people are there. It doesn't do yeah. any of that. It's just you know matchmaking search. So you've got no idea of how close you are until you've kind of got a got a full sixty four players. So that, then you get a black screen loading bar, then you choose your playable character, your bomber, then you've got another loading screen with orange squares in the background, which has a circle going, and then a loading bar appears halfway through that. <laughs> and then it does the intro where it kind of shows, oh, look at all the bombers, and kind of shows their sort of like dances and poses. And then it does another load before you get into the game. So they definitely need to look into that. And I think I, I saw something this afternoon that suggested that Konami have, have recognised that there's some issues. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's um, related to the cross-play or, or whatnot. Um, I know that they've tweaked it slightly in that I think some players were getting into a match without even being able to select their bomber. So it's just kind of like two seconds and it's just selected and for them. So I think oh, they've tweaked, okay. I think they've tweaked something in the background. There was a patch that was kind of put up today and, yeah, I, the loading bars are still there and whatnot, but I think I think they they know that they need to kind of make this a bit quicker because, you know, e, e, like in Tetris and all the other ones, one of the nice things has always been if you die, you, it's like two clicks and you're basically back into another match, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. At the moment, that's not really there with this. So um, yeah, they've got a bit of work to do there. So yeah. Is it uh, free to play? Yeah, completely free to yeah. play. Um yeah. and so with that comes the the battle passes and the microtransactions and stuff like that. Um some people are commenting that there are pay to win mechanics potentially. Um I would say 
that's probably not the case. Um, there are definitely characters that you cannot play as with certain abilities, which might be frustrating to be up against, but I wouldn't say they're better or worse than what's on offer as default. Um, a lot of what they're leaning into is classic Konami characters and things like that. So um, they've got sort of uh, Victor Belmont and things like that. And bizarrely, oh, okay. they've got like, well, they've got Solid Snake and Old Snake and they've got the voice of Snake to do kind of the, the, the voiceovers for it. So there's things like that, you know. But the weird one is they've got Silent Hill characters in it. <laughs> they've got the nurse, you know, wow. with the... And the, yeah, in a cartoony Bomberman, the nurse, they've got the, the clown, and they've got Pyramid Head as well. <laughs> of course, why not? Yeah. So, um, it's very early days. I mean, you, you, uh, we know what happens with free-to-play games. You know, they, they, they'll they'll change and evolve as time goes on. One of the very nice things they've done as well um, for sort of this launch weekend um, is a cross-promotion um, with Fall Guys as well. So there's, oh, okay. a, so there's a Beam Bomber, uh, so you can play as the... The bean character within Bomberman uh, and his special ability is that he can jump over bombs, uh, but he kind of like jumps and falls, you know, like he does when you kind of do the jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think similarly, there's uh, costumes in uh, Fall Guys at the moment, which makes you means you can dress up as, as a Bomberman. So, yeah, you know, they're they're, they're definitely thinking about longevity, I think, um, and how to make this a success. But yeah, free to play on uh, Switch, PS4. Uh, Xbox and um, crossplay as well across all of the platforms as well. Which oh, really excellent! Nice. Okay, yeah. oh, I'll definitely need to give it give it a go. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm surprised actually that that there is battle pass stuff with different abilities that you you can't get because I, I had assumed when you said that it was just going to be cosmetic stuff. But but if you're you're you're, you're saying you're you're quite happy that the, the balance is still there. Yeah, I think, I, yeah, I mean, so for example, I think one of the things I've seen people complain about is the Pyramid Head guy, um, bizarrely, has a special move that basically, um, one of the things I didn't explain, in, in in this Bomberman version, they give you two hearts, so you don't just die after one hit, so that's pretty mm-hmm. neat. Um, and, and that would that would always be a thing as well in the other games where you could get a, power up, a heart power up, which would give you kind of an extra life. So they have that, um, so you can st- withstand two hits. Um but um, the pyramid guy, his special move is literally that he'll walk very, very slowly towards another bomber character and just take a heart off you. Like, literally. Okay. So he touches you and takes a heart off you. Now, <laughs> you could argue that's pretty unfair, and it kind of is. But, you know, I think that there is enough variation in the bombers that they give you for free uh, to be able to kind of get both a, you know, a a variety of gameplay and also standard chance i suppose um so i'm not too worried about that i think the only part of it is is that it doesn't seem likely that some of these characters um you'll be able to get through free means i.e you know that they are completely locked away behind Mm. uh, the pass so at the moment and and maybe it'll change because at the moment i'm i can play as um um solid snake but i can't play as old snake but maybe that's going to change maybe week on week they'll change which character do you know what i mean i'm sure there's going to be other things uh added you know in terms of this so we'll see a lot of this a lot of the stuff is cosmetic stuff though like voiceovers and um different types of styles of bombs so you can get like a popcorn bomb or a disco ball bomb and um you know stuff like that or um or 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 um taunts so that you can do on the spot or voice clips and things like that or banners you know it's the usual sort of things to kind of make it more personalized um yeah so you know it's uh, yeah i i get people's um um worries about that side of things and i would obviously prefer if it wasn't there but equally i'm much more lenient when you've got a true to free to play game like this i think they have to make money somehow, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not too, I'm not too concerned from from that perspective. Um, and for me, I mean, the thing that I've been doing, <laughs> I've been choosing Green Bomber the most, um, and Green Bomber uh, can't get any power ups at all. Uh, is the slowest bomber. Uh, the bomb ra- radius is one space. One bomber can lay. 
but I can throw bombs and kick bombs and I choose Green Bomber quite a lot because it feels like it feels like it's the trolling character. It's the <laughs> character you choose to go go on then try and take me out. And you kind of you flip the playstyle right by playing like that. You you let you let everybody else run around like madmen blowing themselves up but with their own bombs effectively while you just dodge and kind of you know there is a defensive game you can play with Bomberman. Right. So I've been enjoying doing that and I've won a couple like that and it's been very, very funny. Um, the other the other day as well, um, I got to the final two. There's two of us and we were both the, we were both the Green Bomber <laughs> and we realised we couldn't take each other out. We were like, okay. <laughs> so we just did our ballerina spin on the spot, our little taunt to each other for, for two minutes and then tried a little bit but realised it wasn't going to happen. We got a draw game because it was like, it was obvious. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean... Like you said, it sounds like just the nature of this game is so so much better suited to a battle royale than than some of the other ones um, that have come out recently. Is there anything that you think? Because I mean, clearly we're going to see more of these types mm. of games in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Is, is there anything that for you would be perfectly matched to this? I don't know. I mean, the one the thing that I'm almost thinking of like new genres now because we've got a few examples of platformers now, haven't we? We've got the Mario one, but Fall Guys, you know, ultimately I think is the one yeah. that you would think of as, as more the platformer one. We've had a few puzzle games. I mean, would there be another puzzle game that's got a big enough crowd? I'm not sure. Um, mm. I don't know. I mean, the only other one that seems similar is could you do a racing game or something? But the thing that comes to mind then is Trackmania, which kind of did that years ago. Sure. Yeah. Where you kind yeah. of, um, which was all ghosts and stuff. So I don't know. I mean, I'm sure something could come about. I mean, um, it seems Nintendo are very into it though, aren't they? Um, yeah. So they're the ones you've got to look at really to think, do they have a property that they could uh, make work? Um I'm I'm sure I'm sure they're thinking about it, but um I don't know. Um it it it's yeah. The problem is is that some of them might just end like the problem with the Mario one is it ended up feeling more like speedrunning, I suppose, rather than competitive. Mm. Mm. And so, you know, the other things you could think of, well, what about Metroid or what about Zelda? We wouldn't really, wouldn't really work, right? It's I think I think you just got I think in reality, you've just got to look at the big party game sort of format and think, is there anything else on that front that hasn't been done? Um, I'll be honest, nothing's really coming to mind. <laughs> no, no, same here. It's the reason reason I asked whether there's anything like you that you had in mind that you thought, you know, is an obvious next step. But yeah, it, it, there's nothing there for me at the moment. But then, um, yeah, Bomberman just wasn't on my radar. So that, that wouldn't have occurred to me either. So... So yeah, I'll be. I'll, in all honesty, I, it, I would like it if if there is going to be more that that it's more down the four guy sort of route, i.e., something yes. that's kind of a brand yeah. new concept and a brand new franchise. Because I think, yeah, I'm thinking about all the stuff. What was all the couch co op stuff it used to do? You know, it would be stuff like Street Fighter and uh, mm. Mario Kart and you know Bomberman and you know I'm thinking of the SNES stuff because that's generally where all the multiplayer stuff was. But you know, I'd. I'm not. I can't think of much more that would lend itself. Uh, obviously, and the other thing was Bomberman was already doing the big sort of player things. It did do ten player Bomberman on the on the Saturn, which was ridiculous, um, <laughs> you know. Um, so they were already kind of trying to do the big numbers sort of thing. Um, the only other stuff with big numbers you can think of, I can think of, are things like the the MOBAs and things like that, you know. It, right, that, yeah. That's the other sort of logical angle is something from a more strategy sort of side of things. Uh might work, might in it with big walls that, you know, I don't know, an age of empires sort of thing or something. Mm, you know, yeah, yeah. Multiple yeah, sort point. of uh, generals. But again, I don't know how you do that in a way that's accessible. But that feels like maybe the the next sort of route you would might want to go down. Um I don't know. Okay. Um, so first game I'm going to talk about. So when I, when I listen back to these and edit them, 
I, I'm often kind of cringing at how <laughs> I'm most mostly well, just cringing generally, but uh, also at how positive I am about most things I play. Uh, I don't seem to be criticizing, so I, I'm I'm not going to block that trend to start with. I'm going to talk about a game that was just complete joy from start to finish, um, and this was packed in with the PlayStation Five uh, Astro's Playroom. It is. Um, I mean, we spoke a while back about the VR game mm. that they did, mm. which was which was also excellent. Um, well, well, in fact, I haven't even played the full VR game yet. I've, I only played, you know, the the um, what was it even called? Um, Robot Re- was it Robot Rescue or something like that? I don't, I no, that was, was that, no, that was the name of the full game, wasn't it? I can't remember. Yeah. I, can't I don't remember. know if it was just like VR Playroom or something like that, but basically it was a bunch of mini games. But there was like a level that ended up being the you know the genesis mm. of of the full VR game. But that was just amazing, and the other the other VR bits and pieces were just so imaginative um, that I always thought this was going to be um, going to be good, but I, I wasn't prepared for how amazing it was. And there's a few elements that go into that. You know, a lot of people have spoken about about this, and especially the controller that comes with the PS5, the DualSense, but this game. It is very, very clearly built, um, largely for the reason of showing that controller off and showing what developers can do with the controller. Um, and it and it is genuinely mind blowing in places. Um, now, I've played other PS5 games since that haven't utilised it to the same degree, and I think it's going to be a while until we see stuff that 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 does. But just seeing the potential for the kind of stuff they can do in this game was was fantastic so that's one big element of it the other element of it is the fact that it's just a complete love letter to playstation and it is a full-on kind of nostalgia overload playing through the game um it's it's a you know it's a a third person platformer um four levels it's not a particularly long game but it's so packed uh, four worlds sorry i should say four levels within each world so 16 levels um but they're short levels uh, but it's so densely packed with ideas um uh, and just just a complete joy to play and uh, basically each world is themed around you know the diff- the four different playstations that came before the ps5 um within those worlds there are coins to collect um that you can then go into a central hub area and use like a gacha machine and get out little um, playstation related trinkets to to fill out this this little hub world also within the levels, there are kind of hidden collectibles, which are all old peripherals that have been rendered completely in 3D that you can kind of look around with the controller. So all the kind of old stuff, like the eye toy, um, the God, the, you know, the zapper, um, all all the different peripherals, like the, the multi-tap type things that you've had in the past, um, the memory cards from the first PlayStation, just l- loads of peripherals that are either really familiar or the kind of some of the Japanese obscurities as well that didn't quite make it over here. So like the pocket station and things like that. Um, there's, there's loads, loads of stuff like that in there, but it's just a completely inventive platformer with brilliant sense of humor. Um, and, and just, yeah, just completely focused on getting you hyped for this machine and, um, reliving some of the stuff you've loved in the past um, on PlayStation. So with sprinkled throughout the levels, you'll see uh, little robots with um, with like a video, uh, like a, a TV camera over their shoulder. And whenever you see that, um, they're basically referencing another game. So there'll be another two or three robots acting something out, and they're all references to old games in the uh, in the place in PlayStation history. So just trying to go around, find those, identify them was amazing. I basically got set up with the PlayStation when I got it, um, which I was very lucky. I got it the day after launch, basically. I managed to to book one online on launch day, came the next day, set it up in the evening, started playing this game probably around 9, 10 o'clock. And I just played through it till probably four o'clock in the morning played the whole thing and I, and I don't do that anymore I used to do a lot of that when I was younger in my teens and 20s I played a lot of games through till stupid o'clock in the morning and I just can't do it anymore I'm in my 40s now and it's just it's just not happening most of the time but this was just I was completely kind of entranced um and just got 100 percent. that's not like it's not 
ridiculously difficult to do, but just getting all going back and getting all the collectibles and what have you. Um, it was amazing, and yeah, the stuff it does with the controller was just just excellent. Um, so there's a, a level where um, you are you kind of jump into this uh, mechanism that's like spring loaded, and you can bounce around the level. Uh, it's showing you the re- you know the resistance on the triggers and, and the adaptive triggers. Um, that's excellent. And then it's showing you like basically every different surface you walk across, you can feel in the controller, and like the like you run across metal and you can hear it clunking in the speaker and the pad, but also you feel it in the haptics as well. And then the most kind of jaw dropping one is when you go like on ice, you and you you're basically skating on ice, and you can just it's so hard to describe, but you can feel the ice underneath your hands with the controller. It's 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 the strangest thing, um, and whether whether it will work as well in games that aren't purely designed to show that off i don't know but for for this purpose it's um it was just incredible and and like i say maybe maybe that was because i was just excited to play the play the new machine and uh, and what have you but um yeah it's it's a game that will live long in my memory for that reason i think it was just kind of i can't remember a time it with the more recent console releases where there's been something just so purely enjoyable to play. So I've got some really memorable release release games. So when I got my Mega Drive, I got Sonic the Hedgehog and we've talked about Sonic before, but it's like nothing I've ever, you know, I went from a, from a, a spectrum to having, um, having a Mega Drive with, with Sonic kind of moving on the screen. That was unbelievable. Um, Halo with the original Xbox was like nothing I'd ever played before. Um, and this, although if you took it, purely as a platformer okay yes you've seen this type of thing before um just the whole experience was was outstanding just really really amazing cool. i don't know if you've um any intentions to pick up a ps5 <laughs> or <laughs> you've, you've, even if they were available well you've stolen my uh my thing which was yeah, yeah i'm 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 ps5 less um i'm, I'm yep. not uh I, I haven't purchased um I, I see you pop up online and, you know, I see that when you look on the, on my friends list now, you see all the little logos, you see all the people who've got the PS5 ones and the, the old ones and it reminded me of, that's, that has, that's happened a few times. They're quite good at companies at doing that. Microsoft have done that previously where they go, oh, I remember with the original Xbox, it was a bit like that. Look at all these people playing on your Xbox 360 when you've got an Xbox. Um <laughs> Yeah, the launch. I mean, we'll talk. We probably need to talk a little bit about the new consoles and the launch and stuff. But it's been a strange one, and I personally have not felt um, compelled to to go out. I knew I knew that you would. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah. think I suspect you've got both, but I don't know. I'll find out in a minute. Um, <laughs> but um, th- th- there was a, there was there were a few things that were sparking my fear of missing out. Um, and Astro was kind of one of them. So, mm. yeah, I've done a bit of, you know, reading around, etc., and kind of seen bits and bobs. So I've got a sense of it, but but not the not the dual sense of it. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, <laughs> oh I like it. <laughs> uh, but I am, I am, that, that side of things um, um, does, uh, I, I'm, I'm intrigued, let's put it that way. Um, yeah. There are a couple of games um, now on on the PS5 that make me think, okay, but I need, I think I need a few kind of things to kind of make it sort of, in my head, make it sort of a worthwhile thing. But um, yeah, for me, when I've seen this, uh, I think it looks very, very charming. And I've heard about what you've described with sort of the the throwbacks to sort of Mm. uh, other consoles and whatnot. but really, the big thing is I want to hold the pad and see what what it's yeah. all about. Uh, yeah. Do you, I, I do, mean, you, do you, I mean, do you think that the, the, my concern is the application of it um, in the long term? Obviously, I think, and I, I have no problem with in inverted commas gimmicky ideas or things that have limited use. Um, you know, I like the Wii. I've always liked the Wii Remote uh, because I think mm. the pointing of that is fantastic and um, you can build a whole game around that. So I'd be interested to know what you think maybe the future holds for sort of that pad, really, going forward. Well, I, I, I'm really interested to see what happens because, like I say, I think 
it's going to be very difficult for it for it to live up to what Astros does with it because th- that whole game is is you know they've obviously been given carte blanche to do whatever you can to to show off the controller and and the you know other games aren't going to be concentrating on yeah, that to the same and, extent and and and, and let's, this team's done this a few times haven't they if you think about it because if I remember the first thing they did was the PS4 camera that was the first thing. That's exactly right. Yes, to sell yeah. that they did the VR packing to sell that. Yeah. Now they've gone. Okay, we have got this new controller. Go sell that, haven't they? So they've had a lot of practice, kind of you know, being that thing to show off the new thing, sort of thing, haven't they? So yeah, you know. yeah. But but like I say, I've I mean I've not played. I mean we'll talk about PS Five and, and whether it's worth having at this point in a second. But in terms of pure PS Five games, I guess I've not played that much i've played astros i've played the spider-man remaster that i'll maybe talk about on a future episode um but certainly in that i mean i guess as you might expect from a remaster it was nowhere near the level of uh, of kind of use of the controller that you might expect having come off astros mm. um and then i've played um some of the ubisoft stuff that's cross-generation that they've done an update for to say that they've they've taken advantage of the controller but it's there's essentially nothing there's a little bit of feedback when you're using a bow and and that's about it um so yeah i'm really interested to see once we start to get the kind of next wave of ps5 games yeah just how much it's used because what astro's playroom does show is that there's definite there's definite potential there to to really make a difference to the way you to the way you play that's that's too hyperbolic to make a difference to the way you play but the way the way the game feels if you like um it, it's really really very impressive indeed um but yeah i have my doubts as to how many games are gonna make a, you know make total use of it um i i haven't played it yet but i understand demon souls is, is does does use it to an extent and it, and is quite effective um but yeah I mean, and that and that leads me on to the fact, you know, obviously you say you haven't got one yet, and I I don't feel like you're missing out hugely. Um, I bought mine as you kind of alluded to, completely out of habit. Um, I don't like to miss out on launch day. Um, uh, it's just that th- I've always been the ever since I've been able to buy my own consoles, I've been the same way, and we've spoken about it a few times before. And it, but there's there's not. I mean, most of what I've played on it has been PS4 stuff. You know, for the right, sure. For past however long it's been, as as you would expect, there's not that much stuff out that's that's purely PS5. No, um, and, and so you're you're really not missing out. No, and um, I think I, I, I don't think there's a problem with that either. I don't think you know um, the games always come, don't they? At the end of the day, yeah. I think um, yeah, yeah. you know it's just whether you want to be there day one or not, and um, I think. It, but I mean, there's multiple reasons why I haven't, and um, yeah, I think you know, um, I would like you know, I I want, I do like getting new tech with a bit of a wow punch to it, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know. And I would, I do like that sort of feeling of thinking, okay, I've got something that I'm going to spend some time with, rather than I, I, I've done the slow burn a few times, and I'm. You know, I'm I'm much more happy of sort of picking it up, you know, with a couple of games sort of bundled a few years down the line, sort of thing. And yeah. I mean, the other the other thing, the big thing for me with the PS5, uh, and this is this is where I do want to mention is uh, the look of it and the size of it. Um, how how have you uh, how have you integrated the PS5 into your uh, into your living room and your lifestyle? Because that thing. <laughs> is it's a, it's a big one it's a big boy yeah yeah i'm uh I, it fits in my living room uh well not literally fits I mean, it does just about just about fit in my living room um it, it goes basically i've got a a light colored tv unit so it's it it and it, it tucks away quite nicely in there. Blends in. oh yeah yeah it's it's not too bad but yes i've obviously seen photos of other other people having it in their setup versus all their other like black consoles or AV units, whatever they might have, and it definitely sticks out like a sore thumb. Um, it's a big old console. It's it's ridiculous. Um, 
but it is very quiet. Um, and now I know a lot of people have kind of complained that a lot of the previews said it was like silence. It's not. It's absolutely not silent. You can right. hear if you're listening for it. If you've got the sound down, you can hear the fan faintly. Um, certainly on my unit. Um, but if you've got the volume up and you're playing a game as you tend to do with sound on, um, you know, certainly compared to my PS4, um, which genuinely does sound like it's about to die at any moment. Um, you know, fans are absolutely ridiculous on that thing. Mm. Um, so I personally don't have an issue with the size of it. If that's, if that's the trade off. Um, but yeah, I don't get me wrong. I totally get people's issue with the look of the thing. Oh. I, I like it. I like it better in person than really? when I saw it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But okay. it's so, still, so I saw one for the first time in person a week ago uh, and the next okay. box actually. I thought yeah. they were both hideous, absolutely yeah. hideous. I could not believe how I, I genuinely couldn't because I thought I thought it would at least have an air of it it doesn't for me, I mean, you might disagree, but for me it doesn't scream expensive console. It, it doesn't no. doesn't do that. I look at that PS5 and just the finish and the styling of it just doesn't I, I don't feel that uh, the Xbox is a little bit better, I would say, but then it's got that really cheap orange plastic, uh, sorry, that green plastic on the top, and it just yeah. looks, it reminds me of the original Xbox where the pad had like the logo on a bit of card or something in the middle <laughs> of the thing. It reminds yeah. me of that. Um, so I, neither of them are good, but I, I know it's obvious why, I mean... They need to be big. They're expensive consoles. They're packing a lot of heat out, and yeah. they need space to dissipate that heat. So it's not a surprise. Um, I'm expecting redesigns for sure because oh yeah, um, yeah. for both of them because I think and I think most people will. I think the I think you'll end up getting the redesign as well once it happens. I think <laughs> I think these this is like the original DS as an example you know yeah you know there there are some ugly consoles and unfortunately i put the both of these in the i think they're ugly consoles sort of bracket but uh i mean that's not why you buy them obviously and um yeah going to back to astro i mean yeah we've both kind of uh played previous stuff uh with this character and um incredibly sort of charming um characterization and and just very I I I always felt like the quality of the design, both from a from a gameplay design, but from a character and from a stylistically, and and it was just really a notch above sort of other things that even on on you know getting close to Nintendo quality, I think is what people would often say, wouldn't they? And I I would yeah. agree with that. I think really strong uh, design, and you know. I love sort of 3D platformers and 2D platformers. And so, yeah, I was very happy to see something like this for the launch, for sure. I thought I thought it was really smart. And um, just, you know, it was just nice to see that they brought the character back to a certain degree, right? Because it kind of shows that they're interested to kind of keep this around. It's And, and you know, it's a new Sony mascot, isn't it, to a certain degree? Yeah. Absolutely. So put it this way, if they, I, I, and we've not even touched on the price of games uh, on the PS5, which which is average. But if uh, you know, I'm not buying, I'm not buying PS5 games at full price. Put it that way. But if uh, if Team Asobi put a, a full Astros game out, I would, I that resolve would break. I think mm. um, I would happily buy a full price version of this game. Um, you know, if they iterated on it, it's it's that good. It's it's very 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 good indeed. Mm. Yeah, very impressed. Um, just just in general with the pad and stuff. Um, and I've and I've heard about it with shooters where um, I think it can kind of simulate sort of pressure on guns jamming and things like that. And I've heard some people suggest that they felt like they were going to break the pad if they put more pressure on. Right? Do, does it feel does it feel solid? I suppose the pad, and and do you do you do you worry about that side of things in terms of the longevity of it, in terms of the new haptics, and whether that's going to sort of 
impact that in the long term, or do you think yeah. it's something that's that's kind of um, I don't know that that that's been overplayed a little bit? Well, I'll have to caveat by saying you know I haven't played any any out and out shooters on it, um, but yes, I I had read the same thing. Um, no, it feels completely solid to me. Um, it, it I can understand that that whole idea of you know if you, if the trigger jam jams halfway down to simulate a gem a gemmed weapon um if you then have to push past that then it is it's odd the first time, few times you do um push past resistance it it does feel a little bit odd but it but after that yeah no it it feels completely solid to me i think the the pad is well made it's slightly slightly bigger than the um the mm. dual shock yeah. yeah um but still completely comfortable to me i think it, i think it's a really really nice pad um no, no, it feels it feels well put together to me. But yes, I, I guess I haven't put it through its paces in that respect. No, and I think I think only time will probably tell on something mm. like that, won't it? I think I think what I, we're we're less than we're six months in. I mean, it's it's still early days in terms of sort of uh, testing. I think the Joy-Con drift on Nintendo's didn't happen for for some time, did it? So uh, yeah. you know, I think if there's any problems, I think we're still far too early to be able to able to say uh yeah. so yeah. yeah i mean i mean what i would say is it's still i still feel like the battery life's too, not great compared i mean i didn't i, I found that frustrating with the with the dual shock 4 mm. um it, it feels slightly better than that but still like right. compared to for instance the the switch pro controller which feels like it will will go forever um it is frustrating having to to charge as often as, as you do but um Best, yeah, get, that's best it, buy that's a second one. That's what they want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly it. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, that that's a minor complaint. You know, it's it's manageable, as you say. If it's if it's that much of an issue, you could just have one constantly on charge and 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 use the second one. But um, but yeah, no, it's it's a very very good pad for me. I'm I'm very impressed with it so far. Cool, excellent. Yeah, I mean, uh, as I say, when whenever I get a PS5, it's even if it's years, it's still going to be the first thing I play on it. Obviously, you yeah. know, it's just it's built for that, isn't it? It's built to kind of go, let's show you around and kind of here's the features and uh, you know, um, uh, for, to, to just kind of get used to it and to, to the UI and everything like that. Uh, the other thing that I'm sort of curious about as well, and whether you've dabbled in it, is um, the the leaderboard stuff as well. I believe it's quite well integrated with. Astro, isn't it, where you yeah. can go back and forth? Have you dabbled with any of that? Is it? Do you find it interesting, useful, or do you think it's going to be another feature that kind of is there and isn't really utilised very much? No, I think it's great. I think it's really well implemented. It's it's not um, an area of games where traditionally I've got really involved in. You know, uh, I know clearly you know a lot of people who grew up with arcades and what have you were into mm. high school gaming. And I guess the only thing that I really, really got into with that type of thing of, of really wanting to try go back and beat someone's scores was Geometry Wars, Geometry Wars Two especially. Um, I got really, really into that and kind of competitive against friends and what have you. But no, the way it's implemented here is really, really good. So I've yeah, I've set times on all of the time trial levels that are unlocked uh, as you go through the game. And then yeah, you get you get a notification whatever you're doing on the PS5 to say you know your your time on on whatever level has just been beaten. Do you want to do you want to have a go at beating it? And you basically can just click from there straight back into the game. Um, it'll take you right there. And and again, I guess the thing I should talk about briefly with PS5 is why, in terms of the thing that was kind of shouted from the rooftops of what what the big improvement was going to be is load times, and mm-hmm. it is it is like night and day. It's um, Obviously, some of the unoptimized PS4 stuff, you, you see less of a uh, of an impact there. But yeah, with that feature, for instance, you can be idling in the menu or playing something sure. else, and it will say, you know, do you want to do you want to switch over there? And you you're there within a couple of seconds. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned mentioned Spider Man earlier. That I'm sure you've seen the videos of of when Digital Foundry and what have you were were doing tests before it was released. But I think that from Probably about five seconds when you boot up to the main menu, but to load a game, I would say it's one to two seconds. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and like the fast travel in that game, someone was telling me on the original. I never played the PS4 original, 
apparently you had a whole kind of mini cutscene of him going going on the tube um, oh, yes. to get across town, yeah, but yeah. that's just not even in it. You just you get you know you get a, uh, half a second of blank screen and you're yeah. there. It's it's really is uh, very uh, yeah. I, I heard something similar about uh, Devil May Cry Five because um, mm. in those games and Bayonetta is the same. You, you, you when you get on the loading screen, you can practice your uh, your 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 um, your combos. Uh, but basically there's no loading, so it just goes off straight away. So there's no point even having that screen anymore. It's going to be interesting, is it, with all of these loading screens that kind of put tips on and things like that. It's like... Yes, true. Yeah. Not kind of going to be useless, isn't it, in the future? Yeah. But yeah, sorry, to, to circle back to your actual question, uh, the, lead, the leaderboard stuff is is really well done. Um, I think for people who are, who are you know more into that than, than I am, I think they'll really, really enjoy it. Because um, yeah, it seems seamless to me. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I'm I'm good. really looking forward to stuff like that because I do like that sort of um, gaming. When I, do, you know, I do tend to do that where um, a lot of Twitch-based stuff that I like, which does kind of promote sort of those things. I I like the idea that someone else is going to get a notification. You know, because uh, yeah. recently I've been playing um, Next Machina again. Um, oh yes, and. Um, I looked at the leaderboards on that and all of the dates was like 2017. And so I was like, right, I'm going to set new ones. And I was like, I was like second on my friends list on like the first two because I've been putting the practice in. It's just nice, like, you know, five years later, just to have like a new high score beating lots of people. It'd be really nice if that just like popped up on people's profiles. You know, I, mm, that's what I would yeah. like a bit more, a bit more, you know, kind of like, oh, right, oh, yeah, I forgot about that and kind of go back to something, you know. So, like I've said, when when I pick up a PS5 in, like, five years' time, uh, <laughs> you might get some pinged uh, uh, Astro Bot messages from me when I uh, beat all your uh, time trials. So there you Fantastic. Go. <laughs> I'll, I'll look forward to it. <laughs>